everybody and welcome to a new episode of Evie's Korean Drama Podcast Show. My name is Evie, I'm your host, and I am a K-drama obsessive. So this is the show where I waffle on about all of the K-drama that I love. If you'd like to support the show, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Evie Korean Drama Podcast. There you will find extra podcast episodes and updates on what I'm watching at the moment. Also, just before I get started, please be warned that I do swear a little bit on this show when I get excited. And when I'm talking about K-drama, I always get excited. Alright, so I thank you very, very much for listening and let's get on with the K-drama show. excited today to talk about a Korean drama that I just absolutely love. I've just recently re-watched it, um, particularly because I think sometimes you are just in the mood for a particular kind of story and I needed something positive and light and satisfying and charming and funny and cute and sweet and I went straight back to watch this drama and even watching it for the second time um, it was such a fulfilling watch I had so much fun I should probably tell you what it is um, although presumably you already know from the title of my podcast today (laughs) So anyway, the show is called Bring It On Ghost, and it is also known as Let's Fight Ghost. I think originally I knew it as Bring It On Ghost, um, but these days when I see it, um, you know, promoed on all the drama watching sites, it's always Let's Fight Ghost. Um, it is a 16 episode I would say it's a romantic comedy, uh, definitely with supernatural bent. Um, so there's a little bit of horror, probably depends what your threshold is. Um, I personally think it's very, very low on the horror. Like it's not hugely scary, but I know that I I quite like horror movies and I do watch a lot of them. So I think I probably have a pretty high threshold. So maybe people would find it a little bit creepy and scary. But to be honest, it has such a light, uh, fluffy kind of feel to it. Like it's a proper rom-com. So I don't think you would find it too dark an experience to watch um, if you do have an issue with that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't realize... Uh, it is based on a webcomic originally, as so many good K-dramas are. And, you know, I just found this show so charming. Um, it's just it's just really, really, really lovely. Um, the feel of it, I think, is just perfect. And it kind of, you know, it's just one of those really fluffy dramas. Like, it is a feel-good show. It's going to make you feel good. And sure, there's some, you know, there's a bit of angst and there's a bit of sadness and obviously there's a lot of um, conflict and obstacles and even, you know, a big baddie guy who's an evil demon. So, I mean, you know, it has some darker aspects to it, but somehow the whole tone of the show still stays really light and really fun and fizzy and romantic and just charming. So I guess I'll tell you a little bit about the show. So basically um, we get introduced to Taekyeon's character. So Taekyeon is the male lead in this drama. Um, I've mentioned on the show before like you know I'm not like number one Taekyeon fan or anything like that. I'm not crazy about him but he just seems like he's such 
a solid guy who keeps being in really solid dramas and I always find him very endearing and he just is in so many things that I like that I've just I think grown very very fond of Taekyon over the years and also um, I try not to get too much into like getting obsessive about the real life of celebrities like I kind of like the fantasy around just you know their roles in dramas and not knowing too much about their real life basically just in case they do something awful and then I feel upset but um everything I have seen written about Taekyeon as an actor and as a person um you know I think he's very well regarded as a hard-working person who is just very very nice and I think that's quite charming as well and it somehow I think just comes through in his acting like he just has this very earnest quality to everything he does that really endears him to me so I find him very sweet um yeah he's 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 really good fun in this as well particularly I think so Taekyeon plays um a college age student uh who's kind of I think he's in his first or second year at university and he's studying I don't know what, some random thing. Takes a lot of vet classes, but I don't think he wants to be a vet, so I have no idea what the fuck he's trying to do. Um, and his name is Bongpal, which apparently is a funny name because every time he introduces himself, um, the female lead finds that very amusing. Um, I wouldn't know. I guess it sounds a bit funny, but I, I don't know. So Bongpal is, I mean, his big thing is that he can see ghosts. And he spends a lot of his time pretending that he can't see ghosts so that he doesn't have ghosts following him around or harassing him in daily life. Um, and he is very isolated. Uh, he doesn't have any friends. He lives alone in kind of like a little shitty apartment block, but he's he's got this really nice, I think his character just has this really nice sort of domestic thing going on. He's always at home. He's always cooking. It's very like wholesome and homely and very charming. Um, so he's just this like really responsible young man and he, he doesn't really have anyone to be affectionate with or look after him or, you know, be nice to him. And yet he's just so, I guess, endearingly responsible and, and smart and he's looking after himself and, you know, he kind of has everything going on for him, except obviously he's not rich because he lives in a little shitty apartment. Um, and, you know, he sees ghosts. <laughs> That's probably a downer for him. So we find out that Bongpa is kind of taking on easy exorcism, exorcism, that's the right way to say that, uh, exorcism jobs to kind of banish ghosts from, say, like, you know, places, uh, establishments where they're having problem with customers because these ghosts keep, you know, wreaking havoc, basically. Um, but he'll only take the easy ones if it's a really scary ghost. He runs in the opposite direction. And he's trying to save up money, a particular amount of money, so that he can get I don't know if it's like a magical procedure or like a surgical procedure, but apparently if he has a certain amount of money, he can get some crazy thing done to his eyeballs so that he no longer um, sees ghosts. And then I think he spent his whole life because, you know, he's got a tragic kind of um, childhood thing going on that's really made him very isolated and very quiet. Um, you know, I wouldn't say he's depressed or like super super unhappy but I do think he would be very very lonely um but he's just such a like kind of hard-working ethic and just go and be practical that you know it's not like he's sitting around brooding all the time which again you know I really liked it I found it endearing 
Um, so he takes on an exorcism job and ends up at the most haunted, empty, old, creepy high school in Korea or something. And so when he's there, he finds um, this ghost. And the way that he exercises ghosts is basically he bashes them up, like literally punching and kicking and fly kicking and all sorts of crazy stuff like that. And so this ghost that he meets there is, um, you know, <laughs> played by Kim So Hyun. So obviously like unbelievably beautiful. She's young. She's wearing a high school uniform and she's just like larger than life with her personality. Like this girl is so fucking charming and all over the place and so expressive and vivacious and just loud. Um, quite opposite to Bong Pal, who is very contained and quiet and thoughtful. And she's just, you know, she's like a ball of energy. And he gets very upset because he tries to banish her and he absolutely cannot. And she just bashes the shit out of him, basically. So they kind of have like a, a real intense rivalry where he's trying to get rid of her from this plane of existence and she is, you know, not letting that happen and quite in control of the situation. So they straight away, the dynamic between these two is very feisty. They're just literally fighting each other physically, which is very fun to watch because um, Kim So Hyun sort of, you know, she really gives back as well. And it's, it's quite like, you know, jumping around and, and quite cool kind of fun fight scenes I think um, but then we find out that Kim Soo Hyun is she's been a ghost for five years uh, she has no memories of her life prior to waking up one day and being a ghost and realizing that no one can see her um, and in I think a lot of different Asian cultures and also in Korean culture there is this idea that ghosts um, if they don't have I guess um, descendants to look after them and provide offerings um, you might become a hungry ghost so you're walking around without tethers to the world with no one to provide you with clothes or food or you know anything like that so Kim Soo Hyun because she doesn't know who who she was or who her mum was or her parents or anything like that she has sort of you know she doesn't have anyone to give her food she's been wearing the same like scrappy uniform for five years so she's a bit you know she's down and out she's trying to figure out a way out of all of this um and I like it it is actually quite sad and there are moments where I think she's talking about it where it's quite sad but because of the way that she's introduced it's such like an outgoing personality um everything is just like for the first whole half of the show I think it's just everything is hilarious like it's really really funny um and their dynamic is such a like um you know love hate thing at this point just completely hate but there's this really really beautiful moment when they both meet um that I really love Oh, well, before that, they, you know, obviously there's an accidental kiss where he accidentally like rolls on top of her while they're fighting. So they, they accidentally make out when they fight, which is very, very funny. Um, but the moment that I really love is you realize that the big scary ghost that is attached to this school is in fact not Kim So Hyun's character. So her character's name is Hyunji. That's the ghost. So um, the big scary ghost haunting the school is not Hyunji. It's actually someone else a different ghost that is like a proper horror ghost and is super scary and is like a creepy pedophile ghost and 
Bongpal is sort of running away with some other side characters and he gets in the elevator and they're trying to get away from this scary ghost and the scary ghost is like coming towards him in the elevator but Bongpal sees behind the ghost he sees Hyunji and she's just standing there and she's trapped you know she's trapped in there with this ghost at this point and she just looks so afraid and vulnerable and it's this really beautiful moment, I think, because she's introduced in such a like fearless, strong way. And suddenly he realizes how vulnerable she is. And because Bongpal is just, he's a good dude. It's like he tries to leave and he can't do it. He can't leave her there. Even though she's already dead, he still has to go and save her. Um, and of course, you know, when he goes to save her, he he sort of does a good job, but mainly he just gets hilariously bashed up and she has to get involved and they both like, you know, manage to have a scrappy fight and get away together. Um, and so that's how they first meet. So I really loved it. I, I just love the way, I guess the tone of it, you know, it's so fun, so silly, so hilarious. And then they're still able to put this beat of, you know, emotion, this moment, which makes you feel something beyond just thinking it's funny so I really like that you know laying the threads between them that you know he really felt something for her in that moment and you know realized that maybe just because she's a ghost and she's yelling a lot that things aren't all that great for her you know I guess it's a moment of empathy that he has and it really begins their relationship um, so what happens after that in the show is that Hyunji, um, you know, she goes off and she sort of realizes that at that moment when she had the accidental kiss with Bongpal when they were trying to fight each other, she had a flashback to a memory. Like she, for the first time in five years, remembered something about her death and she remembered lying in the rain and the sound of like a clock and the kind of like the words of an academy nearby. And so she's so fixated on the fact that she remembered something that, of course, she immediately begins following Bongpal around everywhere at every moment. And obviously no one else can see her. So he's always trying to fend her off and he's always talking to her and making himself look crazy and embarrassing. So, again, very, very funny. And she basically just moves into his house and starts ordering him around and living with him. So it's like a cohabitation drama, really, except that, you know, no one knows that she's there because Bongpal is the only one who can see her. And she's, you know, she's, I guess she's been so lacking in care that she's constantly sort of forcing him to cook for her and feed her and she wants new clothes and she wants all the things. And I just, it's a really lovely dynamic and what she wants obviously is for him to kiss her again so that she can test out this theory about um whether her memories will come back and then of course eventually you know she kind of wears him down and he does finally finally agree and he kisses her and although her memories you know don't really it doesn't really work um I think that's the first spark for her in terms of having feelings for Bongpal. And I think it takes Bongpal a little bit longer because he has a major crush on a girl at his university. Um, so that's kind of the initial setup. And I guess the only other thing I'll mention is because Bongpal is so desperate for money to get rid of um, the, you know, get rid of his eyeballs so he can't see ghosts. I don't really know um, how he's planning to do that, but because he needs this money so badly, and Hyunji, uh, she can actually see ghosts sort of weak points. So they kind of agree to a pact um, that 
she will help him exercise ghosts. I feel like I'm saying exercise like, you know, like aerobics or something, but that's not what I mean. I feel like you guys know what I mean though. But she will help him um, banish ghosts and they can start going for like, you know, the more scary ones together, um, which are the ones that, you know, cost a lot more to get banished. So it's quite lucrative. So that's the whole setup. And then in return for her sort of helping him, um, she gets to live in his house and get fed and clothed and all that kind of stuff, which obviously just straight away leads to a level of intimacy between them um, that is like it's done really well like they have such a bickering relationship they just at each other's throats non-stop but there is a real level of care between them as well which I really really like I think the romance in this is built very very well So I think the romance in this, um, well, basically the chemistry, I think, between Bong Pal and Hyunji really, really carries the entire show. It just, it makes it so fucking charming and adorable and fun. Just like fun is the best word to describe it, you know, light and satisfying and fun. Um, So I really, really like how their story, like their love line develops. I think, you know, it's more of a bickering to friendship to love um, kind of a romance, which is one that I personally really, really enjoy. Um, And I, I, I really, really wish actually that while I was watching it, I had written down the pacing and the story beats behind their relationship development, because it's, it's very deceptively simple to the point where you almost you almost barely see the lines blurring from the point where they hate each other to the point where they pretend to hate each other but secretly really like spending time with each other to the point where they just sink into these rhythms of living together and, you know, eating together and working together and and going back and forth to college every day together and to the point where they think they don't like it but they're so used to it that as soon as that routine changes, it's it's like a huge hole opens up in their life that they don't have what, what they've suddenly realized it has become really precious to them. So I felt like their storyline, um, you know, of their romance, it just develops in such a natural, organic way that it's you know, you couldn't even pinpoint like, oh, there's a big scene that, you know, they have a huge whatever and their relationship changes. It's so gradual and natural. Um, And I really wish I'd written it down because of course there are changing points in the relationship and there are story beats where things change between them, but they are very small so that you barely realize that how significant that moment might've been until, you know, afterwards when you look back and you're like, oh, well that was the point when, you know, Hyunji started realizing or admitting to herself that yes, she does, you know, she does have feelings for Bongpal or vice versa. But I think one turning point in their relationship that I really, really liked because they just fight and bicker to the max nonstop together for the first while, which is so much fun. Like it's not, overwhelming or annoying in any way like it is pure gold it is so much fun um and she starts following him to college every day and she at first it's just she teases him like you know like oh you know why don't you have any friends like why are you always by yourself ha 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 like but then eventually as she begins to care for him more and more she starts thinking about what that means and she's like this man that is such a 
good person, why doesn't he have any friends? And why does he always sit by himself? And why does he shut down from other people? And why does he isolate himself? And you feel that you can see, you can see how these, these ideas begin to sink beneath her skin. And she starts, instead of just, you know, being antagonistic towards Bongpa, Hyunji begins to care for him and think about him and worry about him. And it's such a natural transgression um, of their relationship that I really loved. Um, so Hyunji definitely, her feelings turn towards Bongpal first, but Bongpal has this massive crush on this girl at uni who I quite like um, because she is never turned into like a mean girl or like a big rival or anything. There's no competition. She's lovely. You know, she's just a side character, but she's really nice. They really flesh her out so that, you know, she's very... She's a good person, um, which I really, really liked. And he has a crush for her for so long. And Hyunji starts getting quite jealous um, and quite annoyed about it. But eventually, when it gets to the point where Bongpal really thinks that this girl from uni is going to maybe confess that she likes him, and instead she confesses to him that she likes somebody else, he is very devastated and heartbroken. And it's the point where Hyunji, because of her very, you know, crazy, exuberant personality, you almost expect her to do like a, you know, a high five and be like, yes, you know, like, haha, she didn't like you anyway. But of course, that's not how it goes. And maybe even to Hyunji's surprise, she is immediately on Bongpal's side and she realizes that if this girl had liked him, she would be willing to, you know, to let him go because that would have made him happy and she can't bear to see him feel devastated and feel rejected like it hurts her heart so much and at this point you know his happiness means a lot more to her than anything else um, which is just again really really cool seeing them get to know each other um, in such a slow sort of way where it really it becomes you know it becomes respect for each other and friendship that turns into a romance. So I really, really loved that. Um, I guess the other things I wanted to talk about in terms of Let's Fight Ghost or Bring It On Ghost is um, the side characters. There are these two dudes who are just, you know, they're comic relief side characters, um, which, you know, sometimes in dramas I can find a little bit um, tiresome these guys are comedy gold. Like they are so like adorable. You just want to like, particularly um, one of them, which is played by uh, the actor, David Lee. I've seen him in quite a few dramas. Um, he is always great. Like he looks like such a sweetheart. He's just got such a nice face and him and the other actor, Kang Ki Young, who I've seen in a million things as well. And is great. Like they've got they just, they play these two really embarrassing, cringy, silly best friends, but they're also both really, really sweet and just so embarrassing and cringy all the time, but I just loved them. So sometimes when I'm watching a drama and if I'm very, very taken by, you know, the lead couple and everything that's going on, sometimes when, you know, you swap over to say the comic relief characters who have their own storylines that thread in and out of the main narrative, I might tune out a little bit. I might get a little bit bored. But in the case of this drama, you definitely pay attention to these two boys. Like they are such wonderful characters. And then the way that they impact the plot and Bongpal, you know, they just insert themselves into Bongpal's life. And Bongpal 
you know, he doesn't have friends. He doesn't talk to people. But these two, like, they just, they crawl in there and they force him to be their friend. And it's quite wonderful, um, particularly because they are both, you know, the two sidekick characters are very insane. And Bong Pal is very... Um, I guess stoic, is that the right word? Like, you know, he's not very exuberant. He's just very thoughtful and calm and he, he's not like running around like a crazy headless chicken whilst these two are. And yet, so it's, it's really nice to see the dynamic, I think, that forms between them all. Um, so then the last thing I wanted to talk about is the big bad in the show. So the big bad is played by an actor called Kwon Yul, who I have seen in, I think he's in Let's Eat number two, as well as loads of other dramas. Um, I see him quite often, like as a second male lead. Um, in this, he, at first you think he's a charming second male lead and pretty soon you realize that he is a demonic evil spirit inside the body of some poor dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, I mean, that sucks for the poor dude. Um, he's truly evil and he goes around doing really evil things like murdering animals, which is, you know, that's pretty evil. Um, and basically he's just out to destroy everything. Um, I think he's quite good. He's quite, a, you know, just to add menace to the show, to add higher stakes, you know, it's good to have a character like him sort of sniffing around the corner. So I quite liked him as the villain. Um, his whole deal is that everyone thinks he's really handsome and he's really charming. So he can just sort of like wrap everyone around his finger. But then as the viewer, slowly you begin to realize that there is something very seriously wrong with him and very bad. So I quite like the way um, his storyline unfolds and how it impacts, um, you know, the sweetness of everything else that's going on. Um, as the show keeps going, like obviously it does enter you know, more angsty territory, but not ever overly so. Like it's never melodramatic or anything like that. It's, um, it's, I think it's done really, really well when they start bringing the more heavy emotions, um, which comes down to, um, you know, Bong Pao being faced with the fact that he has fallen in love with Hyunji, but she's a ghost. I mean, that's the first conflict and that is a heartbreaking conflict, you know, what are they going to do? And then the next conflict is, she's just disappearing like she's fading away which is again horrifying and then later when he finds her again she doesn't remember him so there's a lot of great conflict throughout this show um, in terms of the romance and I really like the way it was dealt with each time um, I thought that was really cool and I also quite like that you know when Hyunji's memories get wiped and later on you know she's back to life and you know they get to sort of be together but she doesn't remember their time as a ghost um, so you know, Bong Pal has to work really hard to hit on her, to make her like him again, which is, you know, I like that he did that. I like that he was just like, no, I'm not going to let her go. I'm going to go freaking make this happen. But I also really like that at this point, um, as a human, Hyunji is like, she's seriously high maintenance. <laughs> she's just yelling at him and ordering him around. And he's just so besotted that even though, you know, he's horrified when he's just getting told what to do all the time, like he just loves her so much. So it's, it's very sweet. I loved their dynamic. Um, yeah, I think that's it from me on this show. I definitely suggest it. It's the kind of show that hits that sweet spot when you need something light and fun. Like maybe you're going through a hard time in life and you don't want to concentrate. Like if you're really stressed, you don't want to watch something like heavily convoluted or, you know, too dark. This is the kind of thing that it's escapism, pure fantasy escapism, but um, it's not 
kind of feather light either. There is a plot. It does make sense. It is very interesting. It's a very satisfying show. Like um, it's not just, you know, cheese or anything like that. It, it's got substance to it. It's got emotion. It will make you, it moves you while being funny and, you know, just cute and sweet and romantic. Um, so I definitely suggest Let's Fight Ghost, um, particularly, you know, for those times that you just need an easy, charming, breezy watch. Uh, so that is me on Let's Fight Ghost, also known as Bring It On Ghost. Alright, so now it is time for my random thing of the week. Uh, so my random thing this week is a little bit connected to the drama I've been talking about. So the actor who plays, uh, you know, the second male lead in this um, and also the demon character, um, Kwon Yul, whatever his name was, I've forgotten already and I closed that window on my computer, I'm not going to reopen it, but I'm pretty sure that's what his name was. Um, so anyway, he, have you guys ever heard in dramas when someone is talking about usually a guy, but also a girl, I think as well, like, and complimenting them on their beauty quite often, um, the words will be like, you have a very small face as in, I really like that about you. I really like the fact that you have a small face. That means that you are more good looking. Um, so I have seen that as a compliment um, in K-dramas a lot. Um, people being told they have a small face. And I, you know, it's very, very interesting kind of compliment. Um, mainly because I think I've spent quite a few years trying to figure out what does that mean? What does it mean to have a small face? Like, do they mean... I don't think they mean like you have a small head on your body. I think it's like your features. Is it like you have dainty features and I guess maybe you don't have big cheeks? Like, I mean, honestly, it's very confusing. But I feel that the guy in Let's Fight Ghost, the second male lead or the evil demon guy, um, he he has a small face, right? I feel like he just does naturally have a small face. And for the first time ever, I'm sort of starting to wonder is that what the compliment is sort of talking about? But the other thing about him is I don't know if he's like, his face is small, but his features are very small in his face. So I just wonder if that's a good thing. <laughs> Look, it's a confusing compliment. It's very, very interesting. And I must say, it's a very fascinating thing. Like I've talked about I guess, cultural standards of beauty a little bit on the podcast before. Not that I'm any expert and it's just, I guess it's kind of fascinating to me that different cultures have, you know, different compliments and different ideal beauty standards. Um, it's pretty interesting when you come across something that's considered to be, you know, a really positive thing, um, particularly something like a small face, which is probably you know, depending on what culture you're from, um, in my culture, anyway, and in my country is not something that I would ever have thought of before as even a thing to think about. So, you know, very fascinating stuff and also very random. <laughs> so now it's time for my, uh, something I'm loving section, uh, for this week. And basically, <laughs> I have spent the entire week obsessing about uh, the K-drama Between Lovers. So I know I already talked about it like in depth last week on the podcast, um, but I was sort of like halfway through a rewatch when I recorded that episode and um, 
you know, obviously I knew how everything ended. So I just talked about it as a whole. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, a lot of the time when I rewatch dramas, I kind of rewatch, it's really weird, but I rewatch only to about the point where the couple get together. And then I stop my rewatch because I already know how it ends. Um, I just love that section of the show to see how it all happens. Um, so I kind of thought that in my rewatch of Between Lovers, I would only really watch till the point where, you know, they start getting their shit together, which, you know, takes a really long time in that drama. Um, but as it turns out, I have continued watching it, even though I've already talked about it on the podcast. Um, so I feel like it's not actually conducive <laughs> to anything, me watching it, except I suppose, you know, my pleasure because it is fantastic. It is, I just love it. So I've basically spent all week madly fangirling over Between Lovers. I just, I adore it. I'm so obsessed with it. And, um, very interestingly, I know on the podcast last week, I was all like, oh, well, you know, I'm not really into K-pop and I don't really listen to Korean drama soundtracks and blah, blah, blah. And I literally spent all week just listening to Korean drama soundtracks, like nonstop <laughs> all the time. So I've been sitting at work at my computer doing my job, um, listening to the Between Lovers soundtrack and the My Country, The New Age soundtrack. So basically the soundtrack of dramas that I just adore. And the coolest thing about listening to those themes is, of course, you know, those music themes are repeated throughout a show so many times that you really, really associate it with how that drama makes you feel. You know, that piece of music, by listening to it, you recreate that feeling of, you know, in my case, you know, just love and, you know, how I feel about that drama, which is happy and obsessed basically <laughs> but there's like you know there's a heartache to it as well because it is a mellow and um it was really really fun to sort of sit at my desk all week and just listen to this beautiful music over and over I just it was so much fun and then I also started listening to like I said um my country the new age soundtrack so that one's quite different it's more orchestral um, music and each track's about eight minutes long but you know the main themes of the show just keep coming you know weaving in and out of it and just reminds me of how I felt when I watched that show which was one of my favorites of last year so that's just been kind of heavenly like it's really really cool and then um, the other thing I've been loving is because I've been so obsessed with between lovers and it is now like my phone screen screensaver and I'm just like I can't stop thinking about it you know I've been looking up uh, photos of um, of the show on Pinterest and stuff like that and there are so many photos of the male lead from that who is um, Lee Jun-ho uh, him just like with cats him kissing cats him holding a cat cats 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 and I'm a big cat person and so I also really liked that. That was very cool and very unexpected, um, but I did like it. So that's basically what I've been doing all week is just being obsessed over Between Lovers. Um, what a great show.